Good morning. Welcome to the Flame of Fire podcast. I'm your host, Pastor David Bobbitt, pastor of the Liberty Baptist Church in Union, New Jersey. Thank you for joining us on the broadcast this morning as we continue through Ephesians chapter 4. And we've been going through the book of Ephesians. And as we started chapter 4, this week we've sort of taken a uh, parentheses, if you will, a break, and we are looking at unity in the church. And of course, um, this comes from Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 3, where it says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, even as you're called, and one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all in you. And so this uh, week we've been looking at unity and uh, I guess more specifically unity in the church, although I believe all these principles we've been looking at would apply to your family, they would apply to your workplace. And so uh, we started by looking at what is unity. And of course, unity, if you look up the definition in the dictionary, is agreement. It is oneness. And so if we are going to have agreement or oneness, um, Amos chapter 3 and verse 3 says, can two walk together except they be agreed? There's some that think we ought to have unity just for the sake of having unity. And everybody wants to join hands with everybody and yoke up together. And, and there's even some so-called Christian leaders that are calling for Christians to join together with Catholics and Muslims. And uh, you see all these bumper stickers that say coexist and uh, bringing all these religions together. And let me just say, uh, that's what the Antichrist is going to do. He's going to set up a one world religion. And uh, of course, that day is coming, and I believe it's soon, and everything's headed that direction. But with that being said, unity is not a bad thing uh, when it's the right type of unity and when it's for the right purpose. And so uh, let me give you three things by introduction. Number one, there should be unity in the church. And we see this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and um, we see this in Ephesians chapter 4 as well. Um, there, there should be unity in the church. And then number two, though, by way of introduction, unity does not mean a uniformity of people. Um, God made us all unique and special individuals. God gave us our personalities, and some of the greatest men of God I've known are as different as night and day. And God isn't trying to make us all um, little robots. He created us for a special purpose. He created us for a plan that he made specifically for us. And so I love that about the will of God. God has made us all unique individuals. And while we are supposed to be um, transformed and the Holy Spirit of God is working to make us more into the image of Christ, uh, we, as, as he works to form us into the image of Christ, all the, the, the Lord made us who we are and still leaves room for um, our uniqueness that he gave to us. And so number three, then by way of introduction, unity is uniformity of purpose and belief. Unity is uniformity of purpose and belief. And we find that in the book of 2 John, and we find that in the book of 3 John, where they talk about the bond of truth, and they talk about the love that they have for each other in the truth. And so um, this morning, I'd like to finish up this, this section on unity, and we're going to look at the next two things that bring unity in the church. And the first thing we saw um, on Tuesday was having the same doctrine brings unity in the church, and then... Um, yesterday, we looked at having the same duties. Having the same duties brings unity in the church. And we talked about we're all called for the same work and the same purpose, and so that's very important. Today, number three, what brings unity in the church? What brings unity in the church? Number three, 
having the same direction, having the same direction brings unity in the church. Now, this is very important to understand because uh, just because someone has the same doctrine and the same duties that I have does not mean that they are headed in and have the same direction that I have. And don't miss this. Direction is vital to unity. In fact, when we fellowship with someone, instead of just looking at where um, they are, we ought to be looking at where are they going? Where are they going? Why? Because if we are going to be working together, then the Bible says we're, we're going to join in a yoke together. And if you're in a yoke, if somebody's trying to pull to the left and you're trying to pull to the right, it, it's not going to work out. It's not going to bring unity. It's going to bring division. And so uh, we need to, as we fellowship and join together with people, we need to be looking at not only their doctrine and their duties, but we need to be looking at at their direction and mark it down, mark it down. If someone, if someone's doctrine is right and their duties are right, but their direction is wrong, their doctrine and their duties will one day catch up to their direction. Don't miss that. If somebody, okay, maybe right now they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Maybe right now they believe what they're supposed to believe, but their direction, they're sort of looking in the wrong direction. They're sort of um, headed the wrong way, checking out the wrong things. Mark it down one day. As their direction changes, their duties and their doctrine will catch up with their direction. And so we have to be so careful. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 3 says, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. And, and we have a generation today that um, they're, they're, they're not being very careful in where they're headed and, and, and they're not looking down the road. They're just uh, following blindly. And, and it's so we have to be careful where our direction is taking us. What, what direction are we following? If we're going to have unity with somebody, we have to have the same direction. Let me give you the last thing. What brings unity in a church? Number one, we saw the same doctrine. Number two, the same duties. Number three, the same direction. But number four, and lastly, and this is so important, the same divine leading, the same divine leading. If we were to go back to 1 Corinthians in chapter 12, and I, I wish we had time to read the entire chapter, but it talks about the, the body of the church and how, yes, everybody's different. And no two people are alike, but yet everybody's important. And, and it talks about how everybody has a place in the body and in the eyes and the ears. And he uses that illustration. And you're familiar with that. But as you begin reading in that chapter, in verse 4, it says this. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Verse 5. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. Verse 6. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. In verse 7, it talks about the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Verse 8, um, it says, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge. And it says at the end of verse 8, by the same Spirit. Verse 9, it says, to another faith, by the same Spirit. To another the gifts of healing, by the same Spirit. And then as you drop down to verse 11, it says, But all these worketh that one and the self same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Verse 13 starts out, for by one spirit, we are all baptized in the one body. And it, the end of that verse says, we have all uh, been all made to drink into one spirit. And so um, how does unity come into the church? By having the same divine leading. Ephesians chapter four says, endeavoring to keep the unity 
of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There's one body and one Spirit. Even are ye called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And so unity then is achieved as we are all. Is everybody in the church, everybody in the family is walking in the Spirit. Take your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5, and let me close with this. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit. Now, when everybody in the church is walking in the Spirit, when everybody in the family is walking in the Spirit, this is the fruit that is going to produce in the church. This is the fruit that is going to produce in the family. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And then it goes on to say, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. And so we find then as we walk in the Spirit that unity is going to be the natural result. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Um, and, and unity is seen through meekness and temperance and uh, gentleness and goodness and long-suffering and peace and joy. And, and those fruits of the Spirit, they bring a unity in the church. And so how does a church accomplish unity? They accomplish it through the same doctrine. They accomplish it through having the same duties. They accomplish it through having having the same direction, and lastly, they accomplish it by walking in the Spirit, having the same divine leading. And, and you know, I, I think of Philippians chapter 1 and verse 27 as we close out this uh, study on unity. It says, only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one Spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. And perhaps that verse right there sums up everything we just looked at in this study. Let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. There's the same doctrine, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs. That you, uh, uh, There's the same duties, that you stand fast in one spirit and one mind, striving together. There's the same duties again in the same direction for the faith of the gospel. Oh, what a wonderful truth. Unity in the church. Let's pray. Lord, we sure love you. Father, I thank you for everything you've done for us. Lord, I ask that you would just lead and guide us today. Use us to be a witness for you. I pray you'd fill us with your power. Father, I pray that you would just be for our nation. Lord, we need revival. And Lord, I pray you'd help us as churches, Father, to to walk in the Spirit, as Christians, to walk in the Spirit, Lord. And, and there's so many churches across this nation. There's fighting and division. And Lord, it, it's hurting the cause of Christ. I pray, Lord, that uh, you would help us as Bible-believing Christians, Lord, as born-again believers, to, to get in the Word of God, to walk in the Spirit, and, Father, to, to get together to accomplish the great commission that you left us here to do. Father, we love you. We need you. I pray you'd help us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day.